welcome to episode 16 of the Big Gay Comfy Couch, and thank you everyone for listening in. Um, today, I'm going to introduce Tyler in a new way. So <laughs> Ty is, I would say, a personal finance enthusiast. Uh, he studied finance in school. Um, you know, it's his field of interest. He, You've pretty much been reading books about it since we first started dating. So I would say like, you've always kind of just been learning and growing more in that area. So today I'm going to ask you some finance related questions. All right. So let's get down to some personal finance questions. So maybe the first question I want to start out with are, what are your tips for a monthly budget? Tips for a monthly budget. Um, I think the, the general rule of thumb is that there's kind of like the bigger like pillars that like one has like in their budget, um, which are like living expenses, uh, miscellaneous, paying off debt um, and investing. But the biggest thing um, I would say is that you want to keep like try to keep in your, you know, rent, et cetera, under around 25 to 30% of like your take home pay. Um, that would be one key thing to be looking at to kind of gauge that towards what you're paying now. Um, and that's included everything like utilities and like what your monthly gross income is, like what your actual take-home pay is. Um, and also like paying yourself first. I think the biggest thing is when you're budgeting, like you want, uh, to be telling your dollars what you want them to do, not the other way around. I know it's it's easy to get into this habit of like uh, things going on, like spending on like, you know, someone's doing something fun and like you're just like kind of like spending money and not really, it's not really like within your hard budget to be like, no, I've allocated like 80 or 100 or $200 for like, like going out to dinner or stuff like that. And like, that's where my money's going because ultimately if too much money is spent in that area, then it's going to like take away from another area. So you really want to, to be able to like, yeah, just tell your dollars like where, uh, they should be going. And then, um, those would be my like two bigger tips for a budget. And also just actually like writing out like your budget in, in like prior, um, to the month happening, not looking back on like the month and then seeing kind of like where your money kind of went. Right. And so what's a reasonable percentage of one's income to just like spend on fun things, let's say, like, let's say rent and like basic groceries and all that aside and investing, what would be a reasonable percentage to just like spend on fun things? Uh, it really does depend because everyone's like what your debt, like what your debt levels are at. Like if you have credit cards, like if you have uh, an auto loan, like it's not like you can't really give a percentage like just to everyone to be like everyone should spend like 10 percent because it's like if you have like credit card debt or like and like student loans and other stuff and you have like a lot like a larger debt load than someone that has like just has like a mortgage payment like no debt and it's like in a good ratio like i would say in a perfect world like it's hard to say and it also it's like what constitutes as like fun or like going out and like what someone's like income as well. But I would say like the, the first thing that comes to my mind is like 10% would be like a reasonable amount. 
but that again it, it varies depending we'd have to like look at multiple subjects um to say like if that ratio makes sense like for what they have going on in their financial life right okay so moving on to question two how much should one be saving of their income yeah so i think um ultimately most like in a perfect world most people should be saving 20 to 25 percent of their income or working towards that um it, it is a large amount for like most people um with everything else that like, kind of going on in their life and like kind of where the modern world is um i would definitely say that everyone should have at least like a thousand dollars saved even if you do have like debt to just have in case something does come up like in your life and you really need to use it as an emergency fund and that being like truly like an emergency. Um, and apart from that, you should have like, yeah, three to six months emergency fund um, saved up uh, in just like a, a savings account that can be used like when and if you need it. Right. So moving on to question three, I want to ask, um, how should you tackle debt, whether it be credit card debt or student loan debt? Um, what should be your approach? Yeah, so there's two angles that you can take on it. One being is what's called the debt snowball, is that you take the the lowest payment that you have. If you have like multiple payments, say you have like multiple credit cards and like a student loan, then you would start with like paying off, like maybe you have a thousand dollar balance, a $5,000 balance and like a $7,000 balance. Like you would start with the thousand dollar balance first and start like paying that off as quickly as possible. Then like paid off, cut up that credit card and then move on to the 5,000 and 7,000 and then tackling your student loans. Um, and also what you want to factor in there is like, I mean, you, you do want to be thinking about interest rates, but the biggest thing you should be thinking of is just like paying them off, like being consistent with like paying them off because that'll be the big thing. Cause people say like, you know, debt consolidation, um, lower your interest rate. And like, you just kind of want to think about it be like, I'm not keeping this debt around the interest rate to me, like doesn't necessarily matter, like, because it's going to be gone and then I won't be paying like any interest. So that would be the biggest, uh, recommendation and really with any credit card debt like if you need to take on extra jobs do whatever um you definitely should um because it's just the interest rates you're paying like monthly you know like tw like at the least like 20 percent interest um just for holding that balance you're not even getting anything back in return so it's just like not good for it's only good for the bank it's not good for you like at all yeah. Um, and like, aside from that, probably trying to go, you know, as far as you can beyond, um, you know, the minimum payment required to try and like pay down oh, yeah. far beyond that. Yeah. Sorry. You yeah. You, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have a minimum payment. Like you shouldn't be just paying the minimum payment at any point in time. Um, yeah. If anyone's like told you that, like probably not, like I wouldn't listen necessarily to their financial advice. Um, to be honest, because it's you, really all the minimum payment is doing is like ensuring that your credit score doesn't get like dinged for not making a payment, but that interest rate still hits the rest of the principal amount like on that on that credit card that pays interest. And then that just starts to like 
snowball in the opposite direction that you want it to be going in. Right. So like if you're only paying the minimum payment, you're basically covering like a portion of or covering the interest that the bank makes, but not actually paying down the debt you have. Right. You're not covering the interest. You're just covering your own behind um, from getting dinged on your credit score. Right. So it's not even about um, paying down the debt at all. In fact, it might just keep growing. It will keep growing. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's basic. Like I think a lot of people have like if you have like. I don't know the exact minimum payment, but if you work out the percentages, like it's not even close to like the interest like that you would be incurring that payment. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so what do you think the most important thing about money is for people to know if you could make it in a succinct? I would okay. say, yeah, I think the biggest thing is money is simply a tool that you use in your life to create happiness and choices and flexibility. Um, it's not the end all be all in your life, but it does allow you to, it reduces your stress. Like when you have it, um, it allows you to make, um, better choices in a more like condensed mindset. Um, when you're not stressed about it. Um, and it can be a tool used that can create, that can bring money into like your life over time through like various like investments. Right. Yeah. 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 I would say just having an emergency fund and having some money put away for like, yeah, unexpected expenses or say you lose your job and you don't want to, you know, if you lose your job or something, you don't want to be worried about paying your next month of rent or like groceries yeah. or something. It gives you like the space to like really think about your next move and like make more informed decisions mm -hmm. about like what you're doing rather than just having to like grab at the nearest form of income mm -hmm. right away just to, you know, get a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your attitude towards money in three words? They could be three words together or they could just be three adjectives separately. Um... Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, I would say like, it's a tough one. Yeah. Cause there's so many different like words that like can be used. I would say, yeah, like flexibility, choice. I guess, peace, I would say. And I know that like, that's not like, those aren't words that probably like most, maybe everyone would think of when it, like they think of money, but I don't know if it's necessarily like, I think of that in the span of like what money can do, not like the actual like piece of money itself. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think that's like the like currency and value. Yeah. That's like kind of like how I would describe them three words yeah that's a very nice um nice descriptors and i think part of that too is so many people have like an emotional relationship with money and i think to have a healthy relationship with money you have to be proactive and kind of find peace in it mm -hmm. um and like heal your relationship with it in a way Mm -hmm. 
um, so that it doesn't stress you out. Yeah, I think everyone, it's one of the biggest things that I have like, yeah, grown to learn is that everyone has like a money mindset. And I don't know if it's really like worked on enough by people tend to like most of the time you tend to inherit whatever like your parents money mindset was or either the opposite like you think about it completely differently um yeah so it's like interesting uh how that kind of works in but it's definitely like something that people if they work on and like change yeah change the way they like talk about money and just like the energy that they kind of radiate it can like change their life um in big ways not only just like just happiness like thinking about it and yeah yeah what is the most important habit to succeed financially if you could pick just one which i know is a challenge (laughs) um i would say save and steadily invest like in the s p 500 um yeah that would be my one piece of advice Mm -hmm. and uh the simple the simple answer is that you're basically buying into like the like the the 500 most like influential profitable like companies that sit like on the new york stock exchange and they all sit it's a diversified group of industries and basically you just dollar cost average over like month over month like that money will just compound like over decades of time um and you'll do well yeah i think if you look back on like um you know a dollar invested 40 years ago like in the s p 500 has like a 1200 percent return which is like high so it's um it's definitely um something that is use is a useful tool to you know, not be super risky, like with your money, but also be able to steadily invest even small amounts over time and then in- increase it um, as time goes on. Right. Uh, and in a previous episode, we discussed inflation. So how do you beat inflation or how do you succeed amongst inflation? Um, One of the biggest things I would say, like it, there's two different angles. Like, I mean, if you're... In income wise, if you want to beat inflation would be to, I mean, you ultimately want to have your money working for you like 24 seven and you want to be able to like go to sleep at night and your money's like still working for, for you. But like, I think in terms of investments, like having investments in companies that do well during times like this, like low cost grocery stores dollar amp like like dollar stores um anything like utilities like any of that stuff that like has like a pretty consistent like revenue stream and then also like gives out like you know fairly healthy dividends over like um long periods of times will or long periods of time will do well in that capacity um from a working perspective i think the biggest thing is like really being mindful of your costs too of like like go through your budget and really like decide what you really need versus what's like a want and yeah i think that would be 
something to like consider like what can be adjusted in your budget or what can be taken on um maybe that you some some sort of work that you enjoy doing but you're also like getting paid um to do it as well i think could be something to consider i think if you're a remote worker like you definitely could move remove like move to a low cost area um and save money that way um yeah and yeah just being like cooking at home as well and really you know, finding fun recipes that like are lower cost. Yeah, I know that's something we've really enjoyed doing um, to try and help fit our like spending into our budget for groceries is looking for ways to make fun meals that aren't expensive and are still healthy. So I know one of the resources that I sometimes use is a subreddit called Eat Cheap and Healthy, where they have recipes and they talk about the cost of each ingredient mm-hmm. and um, also like meal prep potential and things if you want to prep for the whole week yeah. in bulk things like that yeah what is the worst habit you could have financially um i would say just living uh above your means like not like yeah just kind of spending as you please and not really like making sure that like whatever you're spending is below your income um it's an easy way to like, yeah, like slowly get, cause even if you're $200, um, over budget, like every month, um, that ends up like if you're over it and you're not paying it off that somewhere ends up you paying interest of some capacity. So you're already like borrowing from your future self. Um, so I would say, yeah, having not believing below your means, um, is the the worst habit because it's also just hard to like reverse once you're like comfortable at a certain lifestyle. If you're used to like going out to lunch every, every day, then like not doing that will seem like a lot harder than if you just like didn't do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I think one of the fun things about living within your means is just finding things to do that you enjoy that aren't, expensive or don't cost anything Mm -hmm. like going on an evening walk um yeah like we said cooking low-cost recipes um your entertainment could be going down to the water or taking a bike ride uh Mm -hmm. all these things add so much enjoyment to your life but don't really cost a lot where going on a shopping spree or going out for drinks or that kind of thing um, do the opposite. So I think you can find a lot of satisfaction that isn't in spending your money. And I think that's part of like a healthy mindset towards money mm-hmm. is just finding satisfaction in what's free in life. The best things in life are free. Yeah. I also think like a driver, you have to find like your why, like, why are you living below your means? And like, you have to really look at like, what kind of goals do you have and see yourself, like your future self as like a a happy, wealthy, generous, like person in the future. And like, that's why, and it's not really like a sacrifice. I wouldn't say like, you should like sacrifice everything to just like save as much money as possible, but you should decide like really emotionally, like, are you, why are you doing this? Are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this for like someone else? Um, are you just doing this because other people do it? Like, it's really one of those things where it's like you, you get to choose kind of where your money goes. And like, as long as like, 
it, it genuinely brings you joy. You should do those things, but also keep in mind like you don't want to overspend on like overspend your budget. Like if you really want to go to a certain restaurant, like budget accordingly and go, but just don't go to like the uh, same place like every like week for lunch or something or every every day for lunch just because other people go and it's like the normal thing to do but you don't actually like get as much enjoyment like out of it yeah and just probably surrounding yourself with groups of people that you don't need to be keeping up with the joneses and doing those things Mm -hmm. like having friends where you can just hang out chat cook a meal at home or um hang out um, without having to spend a bunch of money is probably healthy too. Mm-hmm. And being able to communicate that boundary to your friends and family when they ask you to do something and just saying, oh, I can't, it's not in my budget for this month. Mm-hmm. I think that should be more normalized. Yeah. Because there isn't really like, I mean, you don't have to say that, but there isn't really like a common way of saying that that's like socially acceptable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, another point I would, yeah, I would make like kind of just comes to mind is that, yeah, we're taught to be like this consumer um, economy. Like everything is about, everything we're advertised about is consumption. Um, and, you know, yeah, keeping up with the Joneses and like really trying to show off that you're like at some certain status. But at the end of the day, like nobody cares. Just like live your life and do what you want to do. Um, but also there's this notion of like producing which I definitely feel like um, is not talked enough about is that you need to like produce things like in the economy, whether it's like businesses, like um, like places for people to live, uh, your profession, like services, like all that stuff is like pr- production. And like the more you do that type of stuff, like people that do YouTube, people that produce content for TikTok, like all these things are production, whereas like that will bring more people value and in in turn, like more people money. So if you want to like, if you want more money to become more financially stable or wealthier, like you just need to ramp up like production over consumption, like spend, you know, there's someone that goes out on like a Friday night to go to dinner versus like, I don't know, like like work security desk at like a hotel or does Uber Eats is like producing in some capacity, but the person at the restaurant is consuming. Neither are, neither are like bad things, but there is sometimes like a difference or if someone's working, stays in and works on like a business or like invests in like, I don't know, samples or whatever it is to like work on something that's going to produce, um, you know, jobs and value for, for people in, in the economy is, is also beneficial. Right. So how do money and happiness fit together? Um, I think, I think a lot of it, money and happiness, it comes down to, again, having like a healthy relationship with it. I think you need to, you really do need to see it as like a tool in that like money and having more money itself does not bring you happiness, but it does give you the flexibility to do, to do things that do make you happy and make like generally can give you happiness with like the people that you love or in like the career or thing that you want to do like within your life. Um, but I think if you like, hold money to a standard that 
um, in itself is like makes you happy. Like the idea of just being like money hungry, like that's where you can really like run into trouble, especially like down the line. There's like so many people that like are like multimillionaires or billionaires and they're just like absolutely miserable. But it's like if you can use money as a tool in your life to, you know, build a lifestyle, invest and be able to um, do things that you enjoy, then you're using it more as like a tool to bring you your unique happiness. Because you can't like, it's really what money does for you in your life. Like no one can bring money with them when they die, but they can use it throughout their life to bring them happiness and whatever that is. If it's giving it away, if it's taking your family on a trip, if it's like buying like property for people to live in or, or whatever it is, or education, et cetera. So yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. Great answer. So I'm just going to leave it there. And lastly, how do you think um, money interacts with the LGBTQ plus community? And um, do you think there's a difference in the importance of it to people? Um, I would definitely say in um, various capacities, their, um, their relationship can seem especially if you're young or if you you were kicked out of your house and you came from like nothing or like basically had to like scratch and claw to like make your um like to build your life i think that can have an effect on like on the way um you view money and i also think we're probably more like the the queer community is probably more keen to like spend on like fun things because we're just like fun people in general and like to have like a good time. So, and if, if like, you know, prices of things in like the gay village or any inclination, sometimes they can either be really inexpensive or they can be really, really expensive if you're going out. Um, so I would say that we definitely do have more of a, a creative fun view of like money. But I mean, I don't want to generalize the whole community because it's like there's so many variations of like personalities and people. But I definitely do think the big thing about like if you're if you came from nothing or your parents like kicked you out at like a really young teenage and you had to like kind of like scratch and claw to um, to have money or like work and like provide for yourself. That definitely does provide like like kind of frame a certain mindset like around money, which is good because I feel like in a lot of ways you can appreciate when you are successful, like what that money means versus like, if you're always, if you've always come from like a wealthy background, you don't appreciate it as much because it's just, it's all, you know, um, but yeah. So I would think that LGBTQ plus people often want to move to cities and high cost of living areas. Yeah. Um, so you need to have a certain, a certain level of income to do that. And also the fact that um, some people might not have support from their families financially, depending on if their family's accepting of them and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Or like you said, if they just didn't come from any kind of financial support, uh, it's really important to kind of safeguard yourself in a way mm -hmm. and have an emergency fund and have a stable living situation if you can. Um, but it can be difficult. Mm -hmm.
But I think really interesting answers from you today. And I hope this just helps people open a dialogue about money and ponder their own relationship with it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, if there was anything that I said that is maybe something that you're curious about or like um, words that I'd use, feel free to like look them up. Like I imagine there's a lot of information, like you can learn more about the S&P 500 or like dollar cost averaging. Um, They're kind of like buzzwords, but they're just, it's like, they're pretty general um, definitions when you kind of look them up. So, yeah. Very good. Well, thanks for listening in everyone. And I hope you got some interesting information today. Yeah. Thanks guys. Take care.